podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite Wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. are back and it's time for the uh weekly live show man uh looking forward to this again uh we, we got some wild stuff we got two basketball commits uh you know the spring transfer portal is about to start popping off with football um you know we got it we got another nil uh, collective at K State. We got a ton to talk about. We got a couple massive visits on the horizon for K State basketball. Um, it's a great time to be a Wildcat. It's a great time to be a Wildcat, uh, and I'm looking forward to uh, I'm looking forward to chatting with everyone tonight. Before we get started uh, tonight, as always, we are sponsored by. Athletic Greens. Guys, athleticgreens.com slash sports drink is the spot to be. It's going to taste good. It's going to get you all set for uh, all, all set for the uh, for the day. You get uh, free vitamin D droplets. If you use our uh, website, you get five free travel packs. It basically gets you everything you could want as a human just right there in the morning some ice cubes shake it up get it started start your day that's what we love and also you know you love them we're talking here right now color cast and again unless something crazy goes on unless something uh totally out of left field happens we will be publishing this Live on the podcast feed again. Um, something crazy happened last week. I decided that uh, I was going to share a little news instead. Um, so I did that, and we we didn't uh, publish it. Um, but that's all right. Um, I had a lot of fun last week, and we're finally kind of getting back to uh, publishing these. At least I hope so. Um, again, we got a lot to talk about. A lot of folks, um, a lot of folks uh, are in the house tonight. Uh, Chef, I saw you tried to. Requ- oh, you're up there. And then uh, everyone listening in, I sent out a bunch of uh, invites. If uh, if you want to talk, and I didn't uh, send you an invite, just uh, just hop uh, hop in the chat or request to come up. Like Cole, I, I just invited you up as a speaker. Uh, I saw your request come through. I think I've hit just about everyone up. Um, you're free to listen in. You're free to participate. Uh, just, again, hit me up if you want to talk, and we will get you up here. Um, as we're still kind of waiting for folks to get in, uh, to get in to talk if they want to, we are going to kind of open things up with the classic question that seemingly uh, always comes up on sports Twitter, and I think it's a hilarious one. And that is, what is your favorite fast food or fast casual burger? Um, I bring it up because a couple days ago, I actually tried the uh, the Overland Park Whataburger. It was fine, uh, but it just kind of reminds me of all these sports journalists always going crazy about it. It's fine. It's good. But I don't think it's really worth some of the Twitter wars that have happened. Uh, so we'll just start it off. We're going to start with uh, Texan Jesus, I think. Yeah, there he is, Texan Jesus. What's your favorite uh, fast food or fast casual burger? All right, so I'm a big Chick-fil-A guy. So I like their spicy chicken deluxe uh, sandwich. I don't know if that counts as a burger, but... It does not. Get out of here with that. (laughs) 
Okay, so a runner-up is going to be In-N-Out. In-N-Out burgers, I don't know if it's that sauce or, or what it is, but those those things are to die for. Yeah, so I've only had In-N-Out once, and that was back when I was at Big 12 Media Days in Arlington, so I went to an In-N-Out there, and I, I liked it, so that's good. We'll go to Chef next, uh, and Chef is going to say a place that none of us have ever heard of, so just go ahead, Chef. You know, I, I was just teasing burgers on the on the twitter you know getting people excited that's not a fa- that's not a fast casual place like if i'm going greasy nasty i'm getting in getting quick i'm going dairy queen flamethrower burger give me the fucking spicy. what in the world are you kidding dude i mean i'm baby I've never had that, but I, I've oh, never heard God. anyone go to bat for Dairy Queen burgers being their fat, favorite fast un, or fast it's casual. Untapped. It is untapped. Nobody goes there, and you're in, you're out, and you're getting a, a freaking blizzard with it. Come on, guys. Let's go. Hey, Let's get I'll, I'll give it a try. I'll give it a try. I'll give it a try. We're going down to Cole in Texas. we got back-to-back Coles in the lineup. Cole in Texas, if memory serves me right, you're a Whataburger guy, but, you know, I'm going to let you uh, speak your truth. What, what What's your go-to? Yeah, man, ever since moving down here, I remember when I first moved down here, I was eating Whataburger a stupid amount, and I kind of got tired of it, but you just kind of, with Whataburger, you just kind of got to go, when it, you just got to go when it sounds good. If you overdo it on Whataburger, you'll get sick of it real quick, but every once in a while, it sounds real good. Um, but I'm definitely a Whataburger guy. You got to get the uh, mushroom Swiss burger with grilled jalapenos and toasted buns. It's fantastic. And get onion rings because their fries suck. So I, so when I went, I actually got fries and I got their jalapeno ranch and dipped it, uh, my fries in that, and I liked it. Um, so I, I, I wasn't against their fries. Uh, we'll, we'll go to Cole in Colorado next, also with the fire avi here on uh you know the color cast live show again another reason you need to come in live is to see this amazing picture he has as his biopic and again i'm gonna throw the challenge out there if anyone can beat that picture next week it is uh cole's head on the bosco logo with a couple dogs and a pretty fire purple car that's about as good as it gets cole how long did it take you to make that um it took me a solid i would give it Throughout the course of the day, kind of splitting up my work day a little bit, I probably spent about a total of 20 minutes on it. Um, so if you know of anyone looking for some graphic design work, I could spare 20 minutes throughout my 8 to 5 work day. Um, I love and it's it. just a, a few of my favorite things in life. Um, the Bosco Boys podcast, a Purple El Camino, and my two dogs. So I just felt like I had to throw that up for everyone to see, except only the people here can see it. All right. What, what, is, your, uh, what is your choice in the Burger Wars? So I really got to stay loyal to my guy, Freddie. Um, Freddy's is just hard to beat. They got that jalapeno fry sauce. Um, first of all, in and out by a large, very overrated. What a burger, in my opinion is fancy sonic dairy queen i've never had a dairy queen burger so i don't even know what to say about that so i can't even hit on that chef but gotta go freddy's they got the fries they got the sauce the burgers are great and i have never had a bad experience at freddy's so that's actually my number one as well um so i'm right there with you and then i i honestly kind of agree with you and I, I, I don't think Fancy Sonic is, like, a bad thing because, you know, Sonic burgers can slap. Uh, but I, I, I'm kind of with you. It, it is very similar. And I, I know my former co-host, Grant Copeland, is a big-time, uh, you know, Sonic and Whataburger are the same thing. So he has that take as well. So you're, you're coming to that good. We're going to go next. Fin- my only issue with Sonic is that they rely on tricking your mind with Texas toast. Like, what are we doing? I mean, it's not a patty melt, or is it a patty melt? You what are you pick. talking about? What are you What are you talking What are you talking about? They're, Sonic Burgers. They rely on tricking you, thinking that you're eating a patty melt, but you're eating a burger. 
What? I don't think you've ever been to Sonic, Chef. Yeah, you have, their burgers have Texas toast. No, they don't. Some of them. Oh my god! I don't think some you've of ever them been definitely to... do. I've had. I used to love like their bacon. With Sonic has cheese Sonic has toaster from with Sonic. Onion rings, onion oh. rings, and Texas toast on a burger, and it's not a patty melt. That yeah, yeah, bullshit. that was delicious when they had that. Okay, okay, they that's fine. That that's fine. But you're acting like that's all they have, Chef. Chef, this is just the opening question. I want to get my guy Chuck James up here because I know he rides for a uh, you know Southern Kansas classic. Oh, it's Brahms. World. 100% Brahms, the the best value there is. It's the free shake that really sets it over the edge on the meal. I mean, you get a burger, a fries, and a shake for like $7. Best best value in casual fast food dining. There we go. There we go. Those are the burger wars. But we have a lot to talk about, fam. So we're going to get into it right now. So since we last talked on the live show, Tang has his first two cats, and that's what I want to talk about first. Uh, you got uh, uh, Colbert from LSU, big man center. Again, at one point before he reclassified, he was a top 30 player. Reclassified, didn't play much at LSU, but he's really one of those guys that fit uh, what they want with the no middleman uh, defense. Athletic, big, and then he fits what they want their big guys to do on offense, be able to move in the paint and throw down some lob dunks and get some putbacks on some offensive rebounds. And then Cam Carter, again, another guy who was a previous 150 recruit, four-star guy, was at Mississippi State, didn't play a lot, but if you dive into his game, where I love him the most is on defense. So again, these aren't like super high-profile transfer guys. We're going to talk about that maybe in a little bit. Also, you know, whisper, whisper, sounds like we might be having a five-star visit here in a couple weeks. We'll talk about that here in a bit as well. But first, I just want to get everyone's reaction to those first two ten guys getting into the fold. We're going to start with Chuck James first. Chuck, uh, two commits over the course of a handful of days. Uh, what are you thinking about the first two guys, and what are you thinking about uh, Coach Tang's uh, kind of patience in the portal instead of kind of going all out like you've seen some of these other new coaches doing? I think more than anything, I just, I mean, Phillips, um, he's the five-star, right? The five-star, yep, yep. the, the guy that's going to fill up. Yep. Like, so there, there's, there there's actually two Phillips that are in play. There's a four-star center. There's a five-star wing. And we'll talk about those in a in a okay. bit, but you, you can work that into your point. Okay, well, I was just going to say, like, it feels like he's, like, really putting all his eggs in that in that basket because these players are fine. I mean, they're good. To me, they're, like, going to be role-esque players next year, like P5 role-esque players or P6 role-esque players, which is fine. We definitely – I mean, we have to rebuild the entire team, so you need role players. You need, like – and I think, like – and they do have pedigree, which is good, but, like – it just feels like he might be being a little too patient and putting all his eggs in this one basket. So, I mean, if Phillips does come through, it's all good. But if he doesn't, it gets awkward, I think. See, I'm not quite there yet because we are in on a lot of transfers. There are still a lot of guys, even if it isn't Phillips. Uh, so, so I get that. And honestly, I, I was in the boat um, recently about, man, maybe he is being a little too patient, but I, I think these guys have a plan and I, I'm going to ride it through with them. We're going to go with uh, Texan Jesus next. Uh, Texan, what's your reaction to the first two guys? Um, are you underwhelmed? Probably not overwhelmed. Just just where, where are you with those two? I think KU is scared. I really like the two guys that we've picked up. I'm excited about the future. It's crazy to think where we've come from in the last, uh, I guess, in the last two months, how, how far we've come. But uh, I've got full faith in, in Coach Tang. I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. Um, I, I'm sure that they'll keep bringing some high-profile names out. I, I'm, I'm really excited to hear a five-star commit. I think that's kind of what I want. Um but I, you know, original expectations were to to dance in the tournament next year. But I'm really thinking that we could, we've got an opportunity to uh, 
to do pretty well in the tournament if we keep recruiting like we have been. So I'm excited. I like that he's got a three, you know, three-year guys or guys that have a couple years of eligibility left. Um, bring them up, keep them around, and uh, and be a little bit more sustainable that way. Um, so all good things for me. I'm, I'm impressed. I've liked it all. Yeah, so what, what I really like there is with the pedigree and with those multiple years, it's something that we we, we will see Colbert and we're going to see uh, Cam develop. It's not going to be one or two and done because even if they are, and I think the hope is for both those guys not to maybe start in year one, but to be role players, but work themselves up to that point and continue to develop. We're going to go to the good chef because – Hey, Chef, you've actually kind of been a guy who uh, maybe maybe critical is not the right word, but you haven't been drinking the Kool-Aid the last couple of weeks. Are you kind of with uh, Chuck down there? Hey, if you, if you don't get Phillips, if you uh, don't maybe get either of the Phillips, you know, those are some of those high-profile class of 2022 guys we're going after. Maybe uh, he, he's losing a little steam or just where's your head at that we have two in the, uh, in the fold now? No, I mean – what I've always, what I've been critical of Coach Tank was just comments that he made, and and like you said last week, they were a little bit out of context from when I heard them because I listened to the podcast later, and um, just the thought that the players that we had offered before earlier in the portal that we didn't get that it kind of backtracked and said that we we got players coming into the portal that are better, which is true because if you look at the portal and how it's growing now, you're getting players that are exponentially better than what we could have gotten at the beginning. And even the two that we just landed, um, I think Colbert and Killer Cam is, I mean, those are great role pieces. Like um, Chuck said earlier, um, I think Colbert could start potentially depending on how we, how the big guys pan out and Killer Cam uh, I mean, a six-three guard—that's excellent in the Big Twelve. Somebody that can handle the ball, that's that big, that can see the floor. Um, I I like those pieces. Now, the pieces that are hinted, that are visiting very recently, that can fill the bucket. Um, those guys, I think, are the pieces that we really want. Um, someone that we don't have to rely on, like um, Marquise Noel, to be our leading scorer would be absolutely huge. And the fre- the five-star freshman, I'll touch on that. Um, if we get him, um, it's all reliant on a uh, third coach that we're potentially going to bring in. That I, that sounds like it's a solid done deal. And if we get him and we can keep him around for two, maybe even three years, that I, that's a potential lottery pick, and that would be huge for the brand. Yeah, and again, we'll talk on Julian uh, Phillips here in a bit. I I do want to like tell folks again. I'm not telling anyone what to do with their free time, but over the course of today, I found uh, some video of Mississippi State versus Alabama. So that's where he played his most minutes of the year. He played 28 minutes, and this is Cam Carter. Um, the dude is an absolute menace on defense and he went three of six from three four of four from the free throw line grabbed two rebounds got three assists grabbed a handful of steals the guy i he has that pedigree he has that recruiting profile and when he got some actual run out there he he was a real player so i'm really excited for that one we're gonna go colon texas and then colon colorado uh we we got two guys in the fold um where where is the momentum at for you, Texas Cole? Are you liking where these are going? Did you kind of want more from the first two? Just walk me through where your head's at. Uh, I don't I mean I don't think I could have really wanted more from just the first two. I mean, you got two guys who have three years of eligibility that <clears throat> seems like for the most part they can play. I mean, if they can improve. I'm sure they can become starters at some point this year, maybe later on or something. Um, but, I mean, I, I also want to say I, I think Tang was absolutely right when, you know, how he said in that podcast, um, only better players have entered since he said that. And, you know, that's what he said was going to happen. And and I, and I still think there are going to be players entering, you know, because I think 
the only rule or regulation on that is they just have to let their own school know or the, their current school know they're going to transfer before May first. So that's still yeah, you know, we, ten days we, away or whatever. We still got ten days to enter the portal, right. and you get to keep playing. So there's still going to be more and more guys jumping in the portal. Absolutely. All right, we're going to go with Colorado Cole. Colorado Cole, we got two Tang Cats. We saw the baller videos. Uh, do you think this is just the beginning, or do you think ultimately uh, all of us are hoping these are going to be role guys? Do you think uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves and these guys might have to be major pieces, or where's your confidence level that these are going to be more supporting cats versus leading cats? Um, I mean – I wouldn't say necessarily I'm saying that they're going to be both be starters next year, but I wouldn't say that if one of these guys ends up a starter, I wouldn't necessarily consider that a bad thing. Um, you just never know how a player is going to develop, especially in a new system. You got a new group of coaches together, um, lots of new energy. You never know how a guy could come out the next year and just, you know, take a big shift or a big jump in their game and, be a big impact player but what I really liked with these first two guys is it really seems like they're they're type of guys that you build a program on and it it does kind of remind me of um guys from Baylor like Mark Vidal I just remember watching him play and being just respecting him so much for sticking with Baylor and grinding it out every single game dude was just just a bulldog out there um, and I think that's the type of player that Tang is trying to go after and that type of player that he wants to build this program off of. So I'm feeling pretty good. I don't think we're done yet, but I like where we're at so far. All right, let, let's talk. Go ahead, Jeff. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, to his point, building a program, building your program around those two guys. I mean, Colbert's 20 years old and he's still going to be technically a freshman. I mean, nope, he will not be a freshman. What would he be? Sophomore. There is no uh, red shirt rule in college basketball. If you play even one minute, hell, oh, one okay. second, you you uh, okay. lose that year of eligibility. Okay. Okay. That's cool. But hey, even three years. A- again, uh, you, you get these guys. They have long-term relationships with the staff. These are guys, hopefully, that you know we're, we're talking about them getting ready for the 24-25 season. Say, hey, man, can you believe these first two guys? It's going to be their senior night. I I, I'm really pumped for both of them. Uh, and again, I keep coming back to that pedigree. And again, there are busts, you know, but stars do matter. You know, that there's the blue chip ratio. And both these guys at one point, I mean, Colbert was a five-star at one point before he decided to reclassify. And Cam Carter was a four-star all the way through his recruitment. So if these are the backbone pieces, if these are the development pieces for the long term, I think the sky's the limit. Chuck, I, I see you're, you're wanting in. Uh, I just really like the length of Carter. Because um, I think something that we lacked last year, and I mean, everybody loved Nigel. Don't get me wrong. I mean, if we could have him back, I'd take him back in a heartbeat. But it did. It does kind of hurt when your two guards are undersized. Um, so I think having like a, a bigger guard, a longer guard is always useful. I think that's one of like that more underrated things that we don't think about, but just like having that extra length um, can really be a difference maker on defense. And obviously. Yeah. So he's six, three and has a wingspan of six, six. So he is a dude who, again, if he gets out there and buys into that, no middleman defense where you need to have that length, you need to have guys who can cut down on those skip passes or maybe get a hand up there and tip the ball away. That is going to be massive. So I'm glad you called that out. Uh, but let's talk about the big one that is happening. I think it's Friday and Saturday, or maybe it's Saturday, Sunday. It's supposed to be a two-day visit, and that's Antoine Davis. This guy is the number 23 all-time scorer in the NCAA. Yes, you, you heard me right. The number 23 all-time scorer, uh, he's been at Detroit. He is a bucket getter's bucket getter. This guy is the real deal when it comes to scoring. He's the NCAA active scoring leader. Um, he, he was taking two visits uh, in the DMV area at Georgetown and Maryland. Uh, you know, and I'm just going to say this. I'm going to say this. I can't tell you who was the one who told me, but 
there are some folks connected to this recruitment who have said, hey, K-State fans showing him love, especially while he's trying to visit Maryland, is a great look and kind of helps us out. I'm not a big tweet at recruits guy. I'm not. But if folks connected to the recruitment on the K-State side of things say, hey, gassing the kid up a little bit on Twitter might be helping out. I, I don't think it's a coincidence when you see some of the folks tweeting about this visit coming up this weekend. But this is a big-time one. Everyone was worried about, okay, how do you replace the pure scoring of Nigel Pack? This is the one. This is the pickup. So let's just kind of run through the roll call. How are you guys feeling about it? Are you excited about this visit? Do you feel confident in us being able to beat out Maryland and Georgetown, which I think are going to be the two big uh, – competitive teams we're going to start with uh we'll kind of reverse it back let's start with uh colorado cole colorado cole where's your hype level with this are they going to be able to get it done once he gets to town on friday or saturday oh man this is definitely big time um i would say confidence level i put us uh i give us a 50 50 shot that he comes to k-state over Maryland to Georgetown, and uh, those are two pretty heavy hitters, but it's kind of, you know, we could sell him on, you You come here, you're our, you're our guy. Like, you, if you want a bucket, go get a bucket. No one's going to tell you not to. Um, and then, you know, if, if he decides to come here, we're getting ourselves minimum 20 points a game. So I think uh, – Obviously, that would be huge, and I think anyone that's still kind of like butthurt about pack leaving, if in, in this hypothetical scenario we can completely move beyond that, um, and maybe feel like potentially you may be upgrading. Yeah, I, again, I I don't know if I'm I, I would say upgrading, but it's also kind of hard to say that uh, definitively you wouldn't. Again, he's. I think I saw it in the chat. I think officially they said uh, 500 points away from being the number two scorer of all time. I think he has to go like 970 to beat Pistol Pete. I don't think that's going to happen. But uh, I, I, I think uh, he definitely could be at 500. And again, having a dude rocking the white Wildcats script uni, becoming the second leading scorer in the history of Division One basketball, that ain't a bad thing. Let's go to Texas Cole next. Texas Cole, are you usually a tweet at recruit guy? Are you willing to tweet them saying, hey, come to K-State? And then what's your hype level? If, if we can get Mr. Davis to be a cat, where would your uh, hype level be going into next year? I am not a big – well, myself, anyway. I don't like – I mean, I don't usually tweet recruits. Like, I'll favorite. I'll See, favor some tweets of theirs. I won't do it from the personal account, but you know, if someone whispers to me, hey, at this kid from the Bosses right, Boys account, fine. I'm going like, to do it. I get that. Get the burners, folks. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, I think kind of what you stated before, I mean, if maybe I'm wrong, but does, wasn't his Maryland and Georgetown just one-day visits, like back-to-back real quick visits? Yeah, so those are one-day visits that he's out there. Right. Again, it, it sounds like when he comes to K-State, it's going to be a 36-48 hour visit. I think that's just pretty pretty significant on its own because, I mean, with those quick one-day visits, I mean, at most, you're probably checking out campus and campus and the basketball facilities, and, like, that's probably about it. Like, if he's here for you know, a couple of days in Manhattan, I mean, he can check out the facilities, campus, and, you know, have another day to just go check out Manhattan with his family and the coaches all together. Like, I think it's pretty significant in itself that he's having, you know, at least a two-day visit with us compared to just those quick one-day visits with Georgetown and Maryland, for sure. For sure. Uh, Chuck, you've been known to get a bucket in your day. Um, what would your hype level be if we got Davis to come to K-State and uh, be 500 points away from becoming the number two all-time scorer in Division One basketball. I mean, I think this is a crucial test. Um, you have to get him. I don't like. I mean, I don't want to say like you have to because that sounds dramatic, but this is a really, really big like test of the 
the new coaching staff and when you when they say they're not going to rebuild they're going to elevate you have to come and get this kind of you have to get this transfer like you have to come and get this player since pack left um if we want to make the tournament next year like this is the type of player that you need to have so i would i mean they have to get him and i hope that i i have faith that they can close like it sounds like we have really good um assistance that uh, can close, and I just hope that they're able to. I will say at this point, the staff is two for two when getting folks on campus and securing the commitment. We'll go to Texan Jesus, and then we'll end with the good chef on this one. Texan Jesus, uh, this guy gets buckets. This guy uh, scores the ball. He is the two-time Horizon Player of the Year, and what's wild is the year he didn't win it his freshman year, that was actually his most prolific scoring season. Um, what would your hype level be? Uh, is he a must-get if you think we're going to make some noise next year? And again, uh, how good of publicity do you think it'd be if he you know, drops you know, a three in you know, Oklahoma State's face in uh, you know, early January to hit that? Uh, second all-time leading score in all of Division One basketball, like on a big Monday in, in front of the entire world. So with with this guy, I think there's a lot of upside. Talk about the potential. I, if it's a home game against Oklahoma, and he makes that three, and that's the that's what puts him over the 500 point mark. The, I can already see it. Student section going crazy. We could have all kinds of advertising around. This is his record-breaking game, his record-breaking moment, maybe make an NFT out of that shot. The potential is there. I'm really excited for him. Um, in my mind, and maybe I don't think the way that recruits do, but Big 12, easily the best basketball conference, and it being somebody at his caliber, why wouldn't you want to be a part of that? The next thing, um, Coach Tang is walking around with a pretty big ring on his finger, and, and I'm starting to see that that ring is carrying a lot of weight. Um, literally, but also metaphorically. And I think that's maybe what's, you know, along with his uh, tenure at Baylor and all the successes that they had there. But I think that that ring is making a bigger difference than I at least anticipated. And then lastly, I mean, I don't know much about Maryland and Georgetown, but I guess Georgetown has been linked to basketball um, in, in what I've seen. And, and they've had a pretty, they have a rich history, I guess. Um, but Maryland, I don't, I don't know much about how good they've been over the years. Um, not that, you know, we've got multiple or any national championships th that I know of. Um, but I think that Coach Tang and I think that um, all around K-State would be the no-brainer for me. Um, those are my thoughts. I'm excited about it. We'll, uh, we'll see if we can go three for three on this one. The good news about Maryland being, is uh, since Under Armour stock's taking a dive, they don't have the – the amount of money that they used to because they're the guy who founded Under Armour is a huge Maryland donor. That That is true. Mer under Armour going under uh, definitely was bad. Uh, not under, they're not going bankrupt, but them losing a lot of uh, their capital, their stock market uh, love really does make Maryland kind of look uh, not as scary because I think he, his whole mission was trying to, make uh, Maryland the Oregon of the uh, mid-Atlantic area. And again, especially in this NIL world, like Oregon, like they, they just launched the uh, uh, Knight Foundation as a collective, and they're going to become a massive – like Oregon's probably going to win a national title in football in the next 10 years if NIL rules don't uh, change. And I, I think they're going to become a bigger player in basketball. You don't have to worry about that with Maryland. And hell, we got two collectives now. We got two collectives. Chef, tell tell them all about the two collectives and just walk me through how pumped you would be if we got Davis. Well, I'll tell you about the collectives. I don't know anything about the collectives. Um, how pumped I would be if we get Davis. I mean, he is a, a bucket getter. He's wiping the floor with kids. So, I mean, will his talent – cross over to the Big 12, the best basketball conference in America? I think it would. I mean, when you get buckets, the rim's the same height everywhere. So, um, I think it's... Are you going all Hoosiers on us? Say that again? I said, are you going all Hoosiers on us? Isn't oh, yeah. that the movie where they're like, oh, yeah, get the tape measure out? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, 
why why couldn't he get buckets here? I mean, he, would he be the number one guy here? I don't know. I don't know who else who else Chang's bringing in. That's that's the mystery of this whole transfer portal and having to fill ten roster spots is you don't know who else you're getting. Is he the biggest fish that we're gonna get? I don't know, but um, I would be absolutely pumped if he comes and signs on the dotted line. We go three for three with the recruits that we're bringing on campus. Um, he's supposedly bringing his brother. His dad's not coming, but I mean, he'll see the town over a two day visit. I mean, you you come to Manhattan and you're you're gonna stay there. That's basically what happens. They get sucked into the void and they don't ever leave. But I guess he has BYU and he is not um, going to I think BYU. another visit. I like I, I know like BYU like yeah, inter- no, not, he's not going to BYU. Yeah, he's supposedly getting it set up, but I don't think once he gets here and he does the two day visit, Tang gets a hold of him. They're not going to let him leave. He signs on the dotted line, and we got our our two guard that fills fills the bucket, and I think that would be huge. Um, but yeah, I. The NIL, will we be able to compete with the two that we have? Um, I don't know, but, I mean, it'll be enough to pay Avery Johnson. Yeah, no, I, and maybe maybe we can talk a little uh, Avery Johnson right at the end. Uh, but before we move on and talk about Phillips Squared, again, I got to give a shout-out to ColorCast, folks. We're going live 7 p.m. every single Wednesday, all off-season long, except for the Wednesday I'm in Hawaii I'm not going to try to figure out the time difference. I'm not going to try to do that. Maybe Chef will do for the Boneheads by the Boneheads color cast that Wednesday, but we'll worry about that then. Then also, Athletic Greens. Guys, I'm not telling you that the promo is almost dead, but if you haven't gotten your Athletic Greens with your five free travel packets and a year supply of the vitamin D droplets by going to athleticgreens.com slash sports drink, you better do it quick. All right, so let's get to the real big headline news. Shout out to my guys over at KSO. They were able to uncover this. It sounds like the first full weekend in May, Julian Phillips, five-star, the highest-rated dude who still isn't committed in the nation, is going to be making an official visit to Manhattan, Kansas. Now, the link... Haha, <laughs> see, wordplay there, is there with rumored third assistant coach Rodney Perry, who was his coach at Link Prep this past year in Branson, Missouri. Um, he's going to be at the same Iverson Classic here later on in April. That's the connection. Outside of the Rivals National page retweeting an article from KSO talking about the po- potential visit, the national media is still sleeping on this. Again, For good reason, Rodney Perry not official, as in he hasn't signed anything on the dotted line, maybe so he can coach him in the Iverson Classic, just to continue saying this year, maybe, I don't know, I don't know anything, but it's exciting. I can't remember the last time we had a five-star on an official visit, this is a top 10 type recruit, I think on three which is the newest recruiting uh, site that's popped up, has him as the number three or number four guy in the nation. Folks, this is a big-time visit. And again, the national media is completely sleeping on it. I love this. I love the staff moving in silence. Real gangsters move in silence. We're going to start off. We'll just start with Chuck on this one. You've been hinting at it. Here's the big fish. Here's the big one. If you were handicapping it, what do you think the odds are we can reel this fish in? Uh, I mean, I guess it just depends on if, um, if we're going to give the, the, uh, the assistant coaching job to Perry, right? I mean, that's like, I mean, I think that's what it hinges on. I don't, I don't think there's, I I would make a very large wager. He is going to be the number three coach. I, I, I don't think that is something we, we have to operate in the, if he gets the job, I think it is very safe to say he will be the number three. Then I think. Then I think. I think. I mean, more than likely, you're going to get Phillips, right? I mean, I don't think you you make him the assistant coach unless he can bring you that kind of player. Um, like, is it a, like? I mean, is like have they like guaranteed it? I doubt. Like, is, are they using those words? I doubt it. But I think there's probably like some sort of like handshake, like some sort of like 
acknowledgement of like, hey, this is how it's going to go down. Because this is how these deals always go down. I mean, it's a tale as old as time. So, I mean, I feel pretty confident about it and if it happens that it's going to happen. Yeah. So I will say this, the only reason it might be a little bit different is unlike a lot of these assistant coach hires for recruits, Rodney Perry actually has some division one college basketball experience. He coached at UMKC. I think he has another division one stop. He has a division two head coaching uh, experience. I think he has NAIA head coaching experience. So again, it's a little bit different than like uh, what's his nuts. The 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 brother of the five star getting a job for Mike Boyton for six months and then him leaving uh, the day his brother uh, declares for the NBA draft. Uh, Cunningham, right? That's who it is. Yeah. So it's a little bit different than that. This guy has some more bona fides, but I sure hope that uh, we can make it happen if we're going to do it. Granted, there's a lot more Link guys, and he has some Mocan connections. So, again, even if it's not uh, Julian, I think there are some other connections that will work out. But you sure? I'm almost to the point where I'd be disappointed if it didn't happen. Let's go to Chef, the good Chef Andre Napier. Where's your head at when it comes to Julian? Are you in in my position where you're almost to the point where you'd be disappointed if we can't get this done? Well, I mean assuredly he's he's obviously talking to him he's our 22 recruit that we kind of saw coming with the the hire of Rodney Perry but I will say um that I mean he's not the only guy that Rodney Perry coaches there's plenty of guys I mean there's 2023 recruits that are a mile oh, there's deep. like five yeah like 2023 20, guys it's a list that would make your jaw drop if you've got two of them so i mean he's he's got recruiting chops and he's well connected so i won't say that it's all riding on phillips that we get him but i think if we can keep rodney perry as one of our assistant coaches i think we're going to be recruiting at a at a tech uh, at a tick that we haven't seen consistently at k-state i mean probably ever so um rodney perry being the third coach i think he's got coaching chops um i don't know at the level of our other assistants or even at tang's level but um we get rodney perry i mean uh rodney perry to bring in phillips we're going to be, I mean, dude, we're going to be fucking saucing on. The, the K-State brand is going to be off the charts in the media. Like, we're going to be like, what the hell happened? I mean, it's, it's going to be wild. I will throw this out there also. He was involved with Grant uh, Sherfield from Nevada, who's currently in the portal slash doing the whole NBA thing. He was involved with his AAU career, too. Just throwing that out there just for folks to think about. Let's go uh, Colorado Cole next. Colorado Cole, um, are you getting a uh, Powercat tattoo if we get this five-star commit, or how hyped are you going to be? <laughs> uh, man, I don't know if I'll go as far to get a tattoo, but um, you know what? If we win a natty with this five-star, then I might think about it. But it would definitely be – I just feel like it would be amazing to finally see KSA get some respect you know, nationally, people to recognize that K-State is now a player, you know, when it comes to getting these top recruits. Um, and it would really just put put everyone on notice. So it would be great to even just listen to some national college basketball podcast and actually get some respect on K-State's name. So I think it would be huge. And I just – I got a good feeling. Feels like it's going to happen. It just feels like our crazy world. It's such a, such a meme right now. This is going to happen. I sure hope it does. And, and again, I, I am pumped. I, I, uh, I'm going to be trying to find a way to watch the Iverson classic to see Rodney and, uh, Phillips linking up together for that, uh, all-star game. Um, chef, what do you got for me? I was just going to say about the topic earlier. I've, I won't say that I never uh, tweeted at a recruit because I did today at him. But if you follow, I mean, this is the lurking that, I mean, we all probably do is just you follow where these kids 
follow who on Instagram, like this site, this tweet, or retweet this, or whatever. And I mean, it just all connects perfectly together that we're going to nail. I sure hope so. I sure hope so. We'll go Texan Jesus, and then Cole will keep it in Texas before going to uh, Nick here in Kansas. So Texan, um, again, you've been saying, hey, maybe not just make the tourney, but maybe make some noise. If you're bringing in five-star Phillips, future NBA lottery pick Julian Phillips, where does your excitement go and how bullish do you become for this upcoming season? Well, you know, originally when we got Tang, I was thinking we'd get a natty within three to five. But uh, if we can land, you know, both uh, Davis and Phillips, then uh, we might be dropping those numbers from uh, two to three, two to three year time frame. Keep them around for a couple of years, continue to develop them. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited about it. I think uh, there's, once again, there's a lot of potential. I haven't seen any film. I haven't done a lot of research on, on, on uh, in terms of their gameplay or anything like that. But from what everyone's talking about and these uh, national reporters and all the, the K-State being thrown around here and there and um, all of that, it's making me excited. I can see that these guys are, these guys are top notch. For sure. Let's stay in Texas. Go to Coley Dub. Uh, Cole, I mean, five-star commit. I mean, you have the magical pen at Mo- Mojo, so you might need to go right in the uh, bathroom that land, land Phillips. Um, where where would uh, where would this rank for recruiting wins uh, since you've been following the Cats? I mean, it'd have to be right up there with uh, Beasley and Bill, right? Um, I just, I don't know. I'm excited because I think it'd be, it'll be super fun. Like, you know, if it does happen, all the national media being like, what, what the heck is happening? Like, where did this come from? All the fans of other schools being so furious. I think that'll be really fun and hilarious. Um, my only fret is, I mean, it's, I can't think of any off the top of my head right now, but I feel like you don't see a lot of freshmen coming in just dominate the way Beasley did. I mean, obviously, he was the best at it. No one, no one dominates at that level. But again, right. you see five thought... stars. You see five star freshmen being, you know, conf- first team all conference. You've seen them right. win uh, conference player of the year. It's not unheard of. Yeah, I, I just hope we don't have fans who are just like, "What the hell? He's not putting up Beasley's Beasley's numbers. Like this guy stinks or whatever." I just hope we don't have fans. I hope fans realize like. That's never that, that's never gonna be done again. Well, I mean, I don't see it being done for a while. Well, I'll, I'll say this: I'll sign up to make sure to level set with with folks as long as he comes. I'll, I'll take on that duty. We'll go to uh, Nick next. Nick, welcome, uh, my man. He's my coffee guy. If anyone needs coffee recommendations, go to my guy Nick. Um, Nick, we're talking about Julian Phillips. Uh, the the rumor is that. On May 7th, he's going to come into town for his official visit. And we're just kind of daydreaming here a little bit. But I'm to the point where, you know, I might be disappointed if we can't make it happen. Um, what would your mood be? What would your vibes around this basketball team be if they could pull it off and grab the first five-star basketball player, I think, since Wally Judge? Uh, honestly, I think it would get the... Michael Beasley vibes um, back into the program, back into the fan base. And uh, I think that uh, it's pretty exciting. You know, we got a five-star coming to on campus, and, and it's just a matter of, you know, landing him and getting him to commit. And then from there on, how we, how we can develop him into mesh. That's my only concern is how, how – uh, What's the word I'm looking for? How long? Yeah, how long is it going to take for him to gel with the other players and gel with the coaches and to get this team as a cohesive unit? That's my only fret, but I'm I'm pretty excited. Yeah. So the one, and I don't know if saying good thing, but you know, you're basically bringing in an entire new team, anyways. So. They're all going to be on equal footing, and I'll say this. Probably, I, I would imagine the first couple of games are going to look a little uh, clunky out there 
But I, I, I believe in Tang, and you know what? The, the way they're going about building this team, I have so much. Oh, there's an ad. Sorry, because uh, I had ESPN open. Um, I, I just have a belief that they've gone about building this in such a particular way that they know exactly how they're going to uh, put them together and how they're going to mesh. Um, all right, we got about 12 minutes left. I will say that recruiting uh, kind of vibes the, uh, you know, even the high-profile uh, 2022 kids. It doesn't stop there. The, the rumor is that Jerome Tang was in Arizona seeing Sean Phillips. He just decommitted from uh, NC State. He is like a seven-foot center who's a four-star that he was going after. There's all sorts of different visits that are allegedly being set up with different, uh, you know, transfer portal guys who are going to be around. I mean, keep your eye on Marcus Hammond, uh, Grant Sherfield, Soli Boom, all sorts of big name type guys that are still in the portal. And there's more guys going in the portal every single day. Also, I'm just going to throw this out there. There's a certain Iowa State transfer that Iowa State fans super melted down about who just so happens to be following early, or, uh yeah, excuse me, Malagy, Ehrlich Malagy on Instagram. They follow each other. I'm not saying that, you know, it's going to happen. I'm not. I'm saying there's less than a 5% chance, but there's only one other coach he's following on Instagram, and that is uh, someone over at Louisville. I think Nolan Smith at Louisville. So, again, how how fun would that day be on Twitter? How fun would that day be on Twitter? All right, we got about 10 minutes left. We're going to end it with what is your wish list in the football transfer portal? Now, we're all, you know, getting buzzed. We're all about what's going on with basketball recruiting. I'm right there with you. But I really think that we have the potential to see a one of those, uh, you know, really fun football seasons. You get that game versus Missouri in the non-conference. You have a bunch of... Uh, fun home matchups we might be doing an away get together either at tcu or maybe iowa state there's some stuff in the works i might even try to get a sponsor uh for a tailgate uh to get a big old tent by the tailgate guys a lot of stuff is in the works for football season so i don't want to neglect that so again same rules for football the next 10 days you're going to see a lot of folks entering the portal because it's the last 10 days you can do so before uh, you have to sit out a year. Again, we had the late ad with Reggie Stubblefield. We had, I mean, I think both tight ends that have come in, you know, the past few years, they've been late additions. So we've had some really fun spring transfer portal seasons. So let's just go around the room and just say, hey, what are, if you, if you only got three positions, I think technically we could have five or seven, but let's just limit everyone to three. You get three transfer positions. Where do you want to go for those? Let's start with the Texan. Texan, what three positions do you want to see them focus on most in the spring football uh, portal season? I'm going to go ahead and say two, and I think both at wide receiver. If we can get, um, if we can get, if we can pick up one solid wide receiver. And uh, if we can get Malik Knowles to to perform, I think we're set. But if not, two transfer wide receivers, I think that would be great. When you combine that with uh, our new quarterback's passing abilities and and uh, the ability and the threat to run, I think that'll give us a great opportunity to win every single game we've got on the schedule. I love it. I love it. We'll go to Chef next. Chef. What three positions do you want to see them prioritize in the spring portal season? And also, the big get-together will not be West Virginia, but I might be coming out there for that. So we might be throwing down in uh, Just come home territory. Just come home. It's okay. Um, in order, it's got to be for me, D-tackle, a solid running back, and then linebacker with years that will actually fit the system and stick around and not be a pussy. Well, I'm not going to say that, but Jennings leaving does hurt. Um, I wasn't happy about that, but Hey, you know what? Sometimes it happens. We'll go to Colorado cold and Texas cold, Colorado cold. 
what three positions you want to see them prioritize? Man, I feel like I gotta go probably linebacker, especially with uh losing Jennings. Um another depth piece at running back would be nice. Um and then I would probably say it'd be nice to have another uh, depth piece at O-line just because I feel like you cannot go a year without seeing one of those guys at least go down with, you know, how how big those fellas are rolling around amongst amongst the trenches. So that'd probably be my, my go-to three. I love it. I want to address something in the chat. So I see Brandon Emaw. He said, any Kansas kids that are legit but not ranked? I want to give a shout-out to a guy, Spencer Davis. Uh, he's at Shawnee Mission North. He just got an offer from New Mexico State. He isn't ranked on any of the sites at all. So, like, forget not high-ranked, um, not ranked at all. This guy, Spencer Davis, he's an interior offensive lineman. He might be able to play defensive line. He's a guy who, if he camps – uh, if he does the camp circuit, I think he could be picking up more FBS offers, including K-State. So I saw that question there, and I wanted to get to it. Um, Chef, you're unmuted. What do you, what do you got? Yeah, I was just going to say you brought up that kid, and he reminds me so much of Taylor Portier. It's not even funny because, like, Taylor Portier didn't really get recruited, and now he's probably one of our top five, top three linemen on our team. Nope, definitely. Um so, uh, I think Texas Cole, and then we'll end with Nick, and then uh, we'll kind of wrap it up for the night. Uh, Cole, what, what three positions do you want to see them prioritize? I'm going to go with a linebacker for multiple years first. Um, a good running back with maybe at least two years left would be ideal. And then uh, another defensive back of some sort. See, I, I like the defensive back shout because um, for me, I'm I'm actually I'm cornerback, defensive tackle, and multi-year linebacker. So that's that's where I'm at. So I, I'm glad you got defensive back in there. We'll go, Nick. Nick, final one for this uh, question: uh, What uh, position spots you want to see them prioritize in the spring portal season? Uh, just like Chef and Cole said, multi-year linebacker that fits the system and uh, becomes a leader. Uh, and then, honestly, um, how we've been using uh, our tight ends, I would like to see another maybe multi-year tight end uh, just so the younger guys can um, develop and learn while that transfer and Sammy Wheeler can take the reins and do good things. And then my third um, that's a toss-up, honestly. Uh, either interior line, O-line, or um, wide receiver, uh, just in the fact that you can't have too many weapons. Um, maybe just use them as a gadget or punt return special. Um, get special teams you going, and that would be my three. I love it. I'll, I'll end with a little bit of talk about uh, the major target. Um, that's Avery Johnson. I, I'll say this, you know, I, I think a lot of folks uh, were thinking for a while, this could be something that wraps up. I'll say this. I, I definitely was one of those folks. Uh, I think anyone who was listening to the live show last week might recall how bullish I was on how quick it might happen. Uh, Mr. Flores uh, choosing to commit to Oklahoma State may put a little bit of a hiccup in that uh, in the timing-wise because I I think Arkansas is about to grab their quarterback, but since we don't have another offer out there, uh, now Avery Johnson at least knows he can still wait K-State out a little bit longer. So while I was thinking it might wrap up by the end of April, it might go a little bit longer, but I still like where K-State is with Avery Johnson. The other one everyone's going to be focusing on you know, Dylan Edwards, K-State or Oklahoma. This one feels like it might go all the way to the All-American game where he uh, accepted an offer for. So those two big high-profile Kansas battles, uh, you know, I think we might be waiting a little bit, but I think folks smarter than me think that uh, Avery Johnson might be the next Kansas kid to decide. Uh, A lot of folks keep an eye on Joe Odding as well. 
Iowa just got in the mix there. And then Jordan Allen, Iowa got in the mix. He's, you know, a fan of Iowa State. It's going to be a fun time in Kansas recruiting. And, hey, there's a lot of guys outside of Kansas as well. So I want to give a plug to my friends over at K-State Online. They are covering recruiting like nobody's business, uh, football and basketball. Uh, So they're doing a great job over there. So if you want to see people smarter than me talk about recruiting, get your membership over there. Um, All right, we got two minutes left, and we are just going to kind of end it with just final words. I'll I'll just, whatever anyone wants to say, we're going to give you the final stage. We're going to start with the Texan tonight. Uh, Very strong first live show for the Texan. Uh, Any final words? This is going to be published so you can talk to your fellow boneheads in K-State Nation. As far as basketball is concerned, KU should be afraid. As far as football is concerned, come home, Avery Johnson. Come home. Or stay home, Avery Johnson. Stay home, Dylan Edwards. We'll take care of you. I love it. Great first episode for the Texan. The good chef, one of the all-time greats of the live show, What do you want to say? Get your cats and dogs spayed and neutered. Yeah, good old Chauncey Bosco. He just heard (laughs) me say his name. He does not have any balls. I love you, Chauncey. You're a good boy. Uh, We'll go to Coley Dub down in Texas. Cole, he's becoming you're becoming one of the regulars, Coley Dub. Uh, You you were hesitant to hop up on the live shows, but I'm glad you've now become a regular contributor. So, Coley Dub, what do you want to say to the folks? Iowa State sucks, as always. Um, LOL at KU, and let's go Cats. I love it. I love it. Uh, we're going to go to Colorado. Cole, Cole your running mate uh, hasn't, hasn't been here, so you're, you definitely have, have jumped uh, you know, Joel in my power rankings. So, congratulations for that. But what do you want to tell the folks? Um. All I got to say is it's Wu-Tang Wednesday, every Wednesday till basketball season. Um, so I'm going to be bumping some Wu-Tang Clan uh, every Wednesday. If anyone else wants to join me, we can celebrate Wu-Tang Wednesday together. Go Cats. I love it. And then final one tonight, Nick, my man, the coffee fiend. Love my guy, Nick. Nick, what do you want to tell the folks listening? Uh, drink coffee uh support your local coffee shops because um don't pay overpriced starbucks because that's trash drink local uh, especially veteran owned um drink veteran owned local coffee and you know like a do red shit and drink coffee while you're at it go cats i love that i love that again folks uh, this is being published, so if you're listening to this on the RSS feed, download ColorCast, join us, have fun on Wednesday night with us all off-season long, except for that one random Wednesday when I'm going to be in Hawaii. So uh, I love you guys, Chef loves you guys, and I promise you, I promise you, Grant is always going to be waiting at the cat head. You just got to go find him. Victory.
Podcast Network.